Welcome. I'm Pastor Tim Osmond at Peoria First United Methodist Church, and this is The 116, a podcast about living higher, wider, closer, and deeper. The 116 is a presentation of the First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. Don't forget to like and share us on social media. We're available on all podcast platforms, so please subscribe or follow us. Click the bell, whatever it is you need to do to make sure that you sign up with us. It's free, no charge. Go to PeoriaOne.com for more information and to leave us a message. Again, that's PeoriaOne.com. Well, again, I'm Pastor Tim Osmond. I'm here in our podcast studio in the catacombs of the church, as Greg Fish (laughs) used to say, down in the deep recesses of uh, our church building. And we're here today with a couple of different people. I'm here with Julie Bell. She's our new uh, communications director. She's has uh, taken Greg Fish's position. He left us a couple of months ago to get married. Yep. And then headed for Texas. Yep, headed south. Headed south. So, and I hear he's doing well, and we're very thankful for that. And then also, I'm here with uh, Eugene uh, Mason. He's our uh, fine arts ministry director. I'd add the word ministry because you're going to hear him speak today so eloquently about his ministry and the arts here at the church, and then also. Uh, the work that he does at uh, Lincoln School and other places around town. So we're going to get into that this uh, afternoon or morning, whatever this is, when you're listening. So we're just very thankful that you've joined us today. So Eugene, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got this really great accent we were talking about before we got started. So where where are you from and how did you get here? Um, Originally from Ghana. Ghana is in West Africa. Um, I came to the U.S. in 2001. I came to Bradley for my master's in fine arts, yeah, and I've been here ever since. Yeah, and so what about your family? Yeah, I'm married to Barbara, and we have four kids. Oldest is 16, youngest is 8, and it's a boy-girl, boy-girl ratio. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. So did you meet Barbara here? No, I met Barbara back in Ghana when we were in college, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was in painting and she was in graphic design a year behind me, so. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great. Great, yeah. Well, again, we're very thankful uh, to have you, Eugene. You joined us um, about a year ago, if I remember correctly, yep. we just a little bit over a year ago, uh, you came here. Now, you said that you got your um, degree from uh, Bradley University? Yes. And were you able to do that in one stint, or did you have to go home for a while back to Ganta before you came back, or did you actually finish your degree before you went back to to Ganta? Okay, so I came in 2001, uh, 2003. I went back to Ghana to get married and then came back. So I was in Ghana for about a month, married, came back, graduated 2004. Wow. So you went back and forth a few times. That's yep. yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're glad that you finally made your way back. And I know you have talked before about having won a, a lottery um, in order to be able to migrate back to the United States. Yes. Yeah, so when I graduated, Barbara decided to go for a master's in public relations. So we moved away from Peoria to Mansi, Indiana. So we were in Mansi for two to three years. When she graduated. Well, I decided to go for another master's. So I went back to Ghana to get a a different visa to come back to school for a second master's. So whilst I was in Ghana, 
I won the Diversity Visa Lottery. It's a, a lottery run by the U.S. for particular countries. Um, countries with more population in the U.S. are not qualified to be part of this. So, so every year they run it and a computer picks randomly whoever wins. So I won it and then we took about a year to process all our health and everything, physical, wow. everything, to be able to come back to the U.S. as permanent residents. And then as a permanent resident, you can you have all the opportunities, except you can't vote in the presidential elections. You can vote in my, minor elections, but not the presidential election. Mm. So after five years as a permanent res- resident, you can apply for citizenship. So that's okay. what we did. So now we are citizens. Wow. That's that's awesome. It's it's a side issue we're not going to get into, but it is amazing to me um, how our thinking is. Those of us who are born in America, we're born as Americans, mm-hmm. as United States Americans. And it's funny how we think of the immigration process as you, you apply, and as soon as you land in the United States, you pay your fee and you become a citizen mm-hmm. nope. and it nope. doesn't work that not way so at much. all nope. you know not yeah. at all and and uh, so anyways it's just a good reminder uh, to those of us who who were born here that for those of you who become a citizen it really is a challenge i mean yeah. there's a lot to it mm-hmm. and you probably know more about the constitution julie and i do Absolutely. We <laughs> probably put together we couldn't pass the constitution <laughs> right. test right. Well, maybe we could. I don't know. Let's but hope we could. We hope we could, yeah. <laughs> but there is a, it is a very long process. And yep. Eugene, I know you, you say a computer chose randomly. I hope God had a part of that. And my heart believes that God did yeah. because we are so blessed to have you and your family. And so those of you who are actually watching the video presentation of this, you'll see this great big smile on, on Eugene's face uh, because because he always he has always a smile. Always has a smile. <laughs> always has a smile. It doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, he just has this joy about him. And your wife as well, which is awesome. And your children are obviously learning from you all how to deal with life. And and they also have this joy about him. So I, I'm thankful that you won the lottery. But I'm, I'm convinced that perhaps God had something to do with those zeros and ones in the computer to make sure that yeah. your number <laughs> came up. Came up. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Eugene, we actually asked you here today, though, to talk about um, our arts ministry. And I add that word ministry because we've not always talked about arts around here as being a ministry. Right. Um, uh, and But when I heard you talk a few months ago at our our um, council meeting, they had asked you to come and give a presentation, and you did such a wonderful job. That's why I wanted to interview you because you have this such this heart for both the world of art, but also your Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So, Eugene, why don't you tell us about some of the arts ministry that is ongoing here at Peoria First? So, as director of fine arts at Peoria First, we have different ministries that we are involved in. We have the gallery which we run exhibitions every month. We have the outreach program at Lincoln School. We have two programs, two after-school programs. We have the after-school arts program, arts with an S. And then we have the Lincoln Children's Choir. And we also have art enrichment opportunities for the congregation here, both adults and kids. And... This ministry 
even though we call it a ministry, we depend on volunteers. So it's a hundred percent volunteer support. I'm only here to just direct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, so when when it comes to the gallery, every month we have a new artist exhibiting their works, and every first Friday we have a reception. We plan it so we work with all the other galleries in town in Peoria. So every first Friday we have groups going around to all these galleries. So we plan it so we have we are part of the community. So every first Friday we have people coming into our building, into the gallery. I would say average about 50 people every first Friday. Out of the 50, 20 will be people who haven't been into our galleries ever. Wow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah. So it's a good ministry. If you're looking for somewhere to go on a first Friday, come to our gallery for the reception. Come talk to our guests, talk to the artists, engage them so they, they, they feel the hospitality. Right. Now at that, at that they, you have both often the artist here, but you also often have music being played, one or two or a trio playing instruments or sometimes singing. And yes. so that's a part of that gallery yes. as well. So we, we always make it a point to have live music going. We are supporting the arts, not just the fine arts, but mm. all art forms. We've had poetry recital. We've, we have live music. We have people playing classicals. We have people playing jazz. You know. So we try to make it a point, not just to pull those who come to see the work, but those who appreciate music. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So who are some of the artists that you've had there? And I know there's a recent one that's pretty famous around here. <laughs> yeah, so when I started in September last year, we had David Zalesnik. And David was um, a photographer for the Journal Star for about 30 years. So we had him at the time when he was moving away from Peoria to New York. Mm. So that was basically his goodbye exhibition wow we've had um, um we work with um the arts partners we exhibit sky art winners so every year the winners of the sky artists um arts partners organize a program where artists submit works and then they pick five winners mm. and those works are exhibited around town on billboards Okay. So yeah, so we are part of that. So every year we host the exhibition for the winners. So they display their works in our gallery. Wow, that's yeah. great. And then this year we've had the Peoria Historic Society We're trying to make connections with the community. So it's not just solo artists, but making connection with the community. So we've had um, Peoria Historical Society exhibit some historical pieces from the 18th hundreds in our gallery and then the most recent we've had preston alice and nadley exhibiting at our gallery not everybody knows preston but we we haven't seen them work or exhibit together alice lives in wisconsin nadley lives here so what we did was try to get them all to show together more of a family show and I didn't know this when I proposed the exhibition to Natalie. She just mentioned she had another sister who is also an artist. <laughs> and then when it all came together, about working about six months, when it all comes together, it ended up being a dream come true for both 
daughters. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they've had Preston, their dad, who is known around here, but nobody has ever thought of bringing them together to show, right? You know, as a family. So yeah. it's a family affair. Yeah. So now Pre- Preston um, does not only a lot of oil paintings that he brought here. In fact, he had elephants, uh, quite a number of them uh, depicted elephants and some other things. But but he also has done sculptures. And yes. so I understand there's a couple of sculptures around town that he's famous for. Yeah, he, he has a couple around town and he ha- he currently has a show at the Riverfront Museum. I, I think it's a collection. So it's I don't know if it's going to be a permanent one or not but yeah if you go there you see some of his sculptures and he also plays music he, he does basically everything yeah he does yeah he he brought a friend with him john i think was his name who they play music together kind yeah. of jazz yep. uh mm-hmm. music and and you could tell preston was enjoying greeting people but i think he's done that before yeah. and, and he couldn't <laughs> wait to get back there and get his guitar out and, and start playing so it was really a it was really a unique event and just um very thankful that you were able to work that out with them and his daughters um wow they are quite the artists i, yeah. I don't like to yeah. compare <laughs> artists because each each artist does their own thing but they were really beautiful pieces of work. I know one one daughter does quite a bit with photography, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and the other one did more oil and I don't know some other kind of painting, watercolor, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. just what a wonderful display that was. Yeah. So the show is still up, so you can see it. I think it comes down in two weeks, so you still have opportunity to see it. Okay, that's it, and that's it. Uh, Mid September, then it comes down. So if you're watching this in December, it's too late. Too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still come to see whatever yeah. artists were displaying, but but uh, Preston and his two daughters' work that uh, they will be gone. So yeah, come on first Fridays, come see the show, meet people, and experience the atmosphere. We are church, and we are trying to make people understand we are alive. You know, mm-hmm. art is part of our lives. So yeah. Now, the other ministries we have, we have the Lincoln School Ministries. We have after-school arts ministry. And with the after-school arts, what we do is kids sign up. And then we, we take them through some art processes, techniques, and styles. I also invite individual artists to come share with the kids so they get other perspectives, other experiences. We try to make it so it doesn't seem like the same classroom experience they have. No, we want them to experience who an artist is in real life. Mm. So we bring in artists, we bring in poets, we bring in musicians to talk to them, and then they share their experiences, make art with them. Interestingly, that's how I came to be part of First United Methodist Church. When I was a student at Bradley, mm-hmm. I was invited to come share with the kids, especially how, coming from a different country. I was uh, invited to come share with the kids when we had art splits at um, 700 May. Mm, so, right. yeah, that's where I started. And I, well, I, I became the resident artist. So I worked with the kids for a long time before we moved away. And, yeah. and I think for those who don't know, anything about Lincoln. Yeah, I was going to ask Lincoln you to tell school. us a little bit about Lincoln Lincoln school. is a downtown school, an urban school that faces the challenges of a lot of downtown schools. So we, in addition to the arts, we do have several ministries down there to 
not only yeah. provide the arts and provide and reading, reading but yeah. building relationships with these children and the administration to help them in this urban setting in this right. crazy world we're in. Exactly. Yeah. And so again, Lincoln is uh, K through six, eight. eighth K grade. Through okay. Eight. K mm-hmm. through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And it's located about five or six blocks away from our church, somewhat to the mm-hmm. north. When yep. you get downtown here, it's a little hard to tell which direction is north because right. we're at right. really to north. But they're right up the road. East, yeah, yeah it's right <laughs> yep. up the road. And uh, so, so yeah, so Lincoln School has been a, an important part. Before that, it was called Irving. Irving, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was only K through four or five, I think, at that point. And then when they closed Irving, then. In, Irving moved into Lincoln and became K through eight. Right. And the formal uh, principal there um, um, is a member of our Aluzzi. church. Mike yeah, Aluzzi. Mike Aluzzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to our church and asked, could we help down there? And so that's how uh, many of these programs mm-hmm. that Eugene's talking about actually got started yep. many years ago when it was still at Irving. And then Irving merged into Lincoln, Lincoln. School. They actually, I think, built a new school. And that's where those children are. And we're still very much connected to them because we want to make an impact uh, on the lives of those of those children um, who are there. So, Eugene, I'm sorry we interrupted yeah. you, but go ahead. Please so, continue. So having that program, we average about 10 kids in a school term. What we do is we have when they come in, we feed them snacks, and then they sit at their tables, and then whoever speaks, um, the artist who comes to speak, introduce them, they start the project. What we need is volunteers to sit with the kids at their tables. You know, mm-hmm. it's after school. You know, they right. have, and we fed them snacks. So there's energy, but we want to control or channel that energy into making art. So we need volunteers to sit at the table with them. You don't need to be an artist. You just sit and talk with the kids. Most of them don't get to talk to an adult. All they know adults do is shut them down. So oh, we wow. need volunteers to come and let them experience something else than they know. So that's with the art program. You don't need to be an artist. Just talk to me and I'll show you how to come up, go about it. So we need volunteers to come sit with the kids and just have fun with them. So after the arts program, we have the Lincoln Children's Choir. That we average about 20 kids a school term. With that, we have um, Nicole, the music, the grade school music teacher, being the music director. And we have an accompanist who plays the piano along with the music. And what we do is we go in, same thing, we feed them snacks, and then we try to engage them with music. They learn about five songs a school term, and then we perform. They have performances at the getting to the end of the school term. So like they'll have a grandparents' day performance. We also have performances out of campus, out of school. We went down to the courthouse last year. Yep. So in spring, we come down to the courthouse to perform to the general public during lunchtime. Yeah. So it, it's, it's all we are trying to do is encourage the kids, engage them, and let them have experiences so they can grow up into what we expect them to be. Leaving them alone, think of it. Once they are done with school, when they go home, 
it takes 15 minutes to do their homework. What will they be doing after that? So having such programs help them, adds to their lives. Now think of little boys, third and fourth graders, signing up to come sing. Boys singing. <laughs> and not just any boys. Inner city boys signing up to sing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's what makes it a unique program. There are so many programs in the school. They have sports, they have other programs, but they still sign up to come sing in a choir. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's my whole point. <laughs> now I have a daughter who likes to sing, and I'm paying $100 to get her in a choir to learn. We mm-hmm. do it for free. Wow. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah so I know, I know what it, it means to yes. have kids be able to express themselves through the arts. It is pretty amazing, like you said, that you're getting boys to sign up for that. Most boys think that's the girls' thing to do, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and most boys are, a little, you know, you think them as being rambunctious and and running and extroverted, but quite a few boys are shy, especially yeah. when it comes to singing, because yeah. they don't they don't yet trust their voice or think that their voice sounds good. Yeah. And usually, when they've they've been loud or when they've sung in the car with a song, most most adults are saying, would you shut up? <laughs> you should be quiet. And so they've learned not to, not to, not sing. to sing. So, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. So here, too, we need volunteers. So, like, days that we have kids acting up, we need somebody to sit with them, you know, whilst the others continue rehearsing. It, we, we, we need time to learn all these songs, to be able to go out and perform them. So when we, we have volunteers... Usually I have, it's just me and Sue, and that's not enough because somebody has to be moving, changing slides so they can learn the words as the music director directs, the accompanist plays the piano, and I'm usually the only one left to handle all the little incidents happening. So <laughs> we need volunteers. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of hands, uh, you know. It does, to do and that. all you know, you just need a love for children. Yeah. It, that's all you don't need. Like you said, yeah. you don't need to be an artist. You don't need to know anything about nope. art or how to sing necessarily. Nope. You just need a love for children. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. And both programs uh, for the arts, we meet on Tuesdays, two thirty to three forty-five, and then for the choir, we meet on two on Thursdays. 2.30 to 3.45. So okay. it's basically 65 minutes. And yeah, that's all we need or the kids need from you. 65 minutes of your time in a week. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once a week. Now, if they're going down there to volunteer, they, there's a form we need them to fill out. Yes. Um, we have to do a background check. That's yep. required both by our church mm-hmm. policy, but also by the school policy. You can't mm-hmm. volunteer in a school if you've not had one of those background checks done. Um, And now we don't charge anybody for those background checks. We we take care of that, but it is one of those important steps that, that people have, you know, have to take. Now, now after that, Eugene, are you going to kind of help give them some direction as to where you want them to sit? What do you want them to do? Once you you sign up, the rest is easy. You just follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Just yeah. follow Eugene just follow in life. Me. Yeah. 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 So, so just become one of Eugene's four children, boy, yeah. girl, boy, girl. Right. And just when Eugene hollers, just follow Eugene. That's awesome. So usually, yeah. Once you did, we, we are done with the background check. 
all you need to do, to do is show up. I may need you to just set up snacks or give out snacks, yeah, and then that's it. And I may need you to just uh, sit with one kid throughout, and that's it. So, like, um, last year, because of COVID, we couldn't have any performances. So we had to come to the church because we have the means to record. Right. So we brought the choir here to record, and, like, with that, I needed volunteers, and I always have one person who says, if you need anybody to chaperone kids, just call me. So the person should, I'm trying to avoid mentioning names so I, somebody right. doesn't say, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't mention them. <laughs> so the person showed up, and unfortunately, we had one kid who was sick, you know, had to use the restroom throughout. Mm-hmm. And with the school policy, you can't mix kids, sick kids with healthy kids. So, yeah, we needed to get her to sit aside till the school came to get her. And that's all that this person did. They sat with the sick kid throughout, right. you know, for about an hour. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Eugene, I, uh, um, what are some other other ministries that you're involved in some other arts uh, programs that you're involved in we've got about five minutes or so we try to keep these i think at about 30 minutes or Mm -hmm. less so Uh, we have the enrichment program for the congregation with that we have one for kids well not just one but we have some for kids and some for adults what i do is i get artists who usually show in the gallery to come do a project with the congregation so i have a sign up sheet you sign up and you show up. We provide all the supplies, and you get to talk to the artist, work with the artist one on one. So it, it's yeah, it's that simple. Just show up and have fun. Right. Uh, sometimes there's a fee attached to that, isn't there? Yes, a small we always fee. have a, a commitment fee, just yeah. so yeah, we know you you show up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> It's fun if you paid for things. People usually want to show up yeah. and make sure that they participate if they've paid for it. So yeah, so it's and it's usually just a small uh, yeah ten dollars, five dollars, mm-hmm. something like that. And then the other program we run for, well, in this in the church, but it's open to all kids in the neighborhood. Is the six ways to praise summer camp. So with that, it's open to all kids um, third to sixth grade for the arts camp and then seventh through 12th grade for the puppets camp. And that's also what we do in summer. So when school is out, we are not working with Lincoln kids. We are working with our own kids here at church. Right. Yeah. But it, I think we open that up to the community if, you know, but we limit, I think we limit the numbers so that we're able to be more one-on-one yeah, or one on ten. Yeah. <laughs> case may be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's open to the community, but we also have a cap. We don't want, you know, with more kids, you need more help and discipline issues. So we we always have a cap. I I said mine at well, maximum of forty kids, but yeah, we we don't turn kids back when they, sh- they sign up. so Can you explain? We all know what six ways to praise is. Can you just give a brief description? So six ways to praise is we find six ways of making art in worship. So it can be music. Well, we have um, vocal music. We have instrumental music. We have photography. We have, um, well, puppet 
puppetry. We have um, cooking. Well, we had cooking last time. How many so far? Uh, I guess That's I five. have six. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you but get yeah, the gist. That's the you whole the point. Gist. Yeah. We have all these different art forms <laughs> that we get the kids to participate in. We had dance. This dance, yep. right. Mm-hmm. right. So You know, and those are things that some of these kids may never get yep. to experience. Yeah. And this this summer, it was, it was a good experience, you know, having dance, having cooking. And most of the kids who came from the neighborhood, that's one thing they appreciated, you know, having to learn to dance, you know, collaborate, work with other kids. Right. Make, yeah. So it, it's it's a good experience for everybody who is involved. We also need volunteers there. So if you last week in June, if you are open to volunteer, we always have six ways to praise in, in the last week of June. Seem, seems to be a common theme today is yeah. we need volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we always need help because ministry can't take place if people don't participate. Absolutely. And ministry, you know, really is um, happening one-on-one or one-on-ten, whatever the case may be, where you're really interacting um, with the children mm-hmm. or with adults, if yep. you know, in adult ministries that we have as well. But you need lots of hands. And without yeah. those hands, uh, you just you just can't do what needs right, to be done. Right. And I, I usually I, I always tell people that's what – the, the position tells you you are not here to do it. You are here to direct. Mm, here, yes. Yeah, that's why it's a director, not the, the servant of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I need people to direct. So come, let me direct you. Absolutely. There you go. But that is an important point, and that's the challenge in church, is we often want to hire people to go do our ministry. And as I keep saying, that's not how church operates. Mm-hmm. Um, our leadership in terms of our staff, which are part of our staff here, their role is to direct, to empower others to go do the ministry that this church has said we believe God's called us to. And so Eugene's absolutely right. His job is not to just go do the work. I'm telling you, Eugene does an enormous amount of work. He's one of the hardest working people I've, I've seen. But he well understands that it's not his ministry alone. It's the church's ministry, and his job is to help the church go do its ministry. Yep. So, yeah. so come and, help yeah. out, huh? Yeah, one more thing you can help out, out with is um, for the gallery, I always need greeters because we have all these people coming in. They don't know where to go, so you, you greet them and you introduce them or show them where to go. That's another way of serving, so... Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I should put put in this: everything we do is found funded by the foundation. Mm-hmm. So we have the resources to do everything and even more, but limited on volunteers. So we are stuck to whatever we have to do now. So don't think when you come, we won't find stuff for you to do. When we come and we have more volunteers, I'll find other opportunities. That would mean that means the ministry will grow, but if we if I'm short on volunteers, we'll just be maintaining what we have. We won't grow. Wow, absolutely. So yeah, so the so everything we've been talking today about, as Eugene pointed out, is funded by the Peoria First Foundation, which is um, primarily monies that's been left to us through trusts, through endowments, 
through people who believed in the ministries of this church, and when they passed, they left us quite a sum of money uh, or, or an estate in order to continue the ministries that they believed in. So everything you've just been talking about, um, we write grants through our foundation here, and then Eugene's able then to go do the ministries at Lincoln School, the Foster Gallery, which Mrs. Foster left quite a sum of money uh, for continuing arts, and in particular Christian art, uh, in our gallery, and so we work very hard, and I know Eugene, we, I say we, <laughs> <laughs> Eugene works very hard, uh, along with our support, uh, to really be in ministry through the arts here in Peoria and, and at Peoria First mm-hmm. United Methodist Church. Anything else, Eugene, you need to tell us before we wrap up here? Uh, we need prayer, too, so, mm. yeah, more prayers, because remember, we are working with kids, we are working with people. So, yeah, we need all the spiritual support we can get. Wow. So we can keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know you had shared here today, but I know you shared at the council too, just um, reiterating that this really is a ministry. It's not just about, you know, putting arts out there and helping people connect with arts. Our hope is, is that through art, people will connect with God. Uh, because God was this creative God. Everything that we have, God created. And what a beautiful word he, world he made. Um, I, I understand we can see, I, I can't remember, but it's something in the neighborhood of, you know, 20 million different shades of color. Mm-hmm. God could have just given us black and black white, and white. Sight, yep. right? Yep. but God chose to let us be able to see all, all manner of color. And in the artwork, especially that Preston and his daughters put on upstairs, you'll see all manner of color. Mm-hmm. Um, elephants are not gray yeah. in <laughs> Preston's world. No, they are not. They are beautiful. Yes. Pink elephant, white elephant. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. They're just, uh, yeah, and then all mixture of color. And, and, and that's a gift God gave us so that we might be creative. But I think God was hoping that within our awe, that we'd be in awe not just of a Preston or his daughters, yeah. but we would be in awe of what God has blessed us with through them and the, the work that they've done. Well, it's been a joy to be with you both uh, today, and we're going to uh, wrap this up, unfortunately. Um, so this is, again, a podcast uh, called The 116. It's about living higher, wider, closer, and deeper. It's a production of the United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. It's been good to be with two of our staff members today, with Julie Bell and uh, with Eugene Mason, as they shared with us some of the ministries that were involved here. So don't forget to like and share us on social media. We're available on all podcast platforms. Again, make sure that you subscribe and follow us and leave us a review. Also, go to PeoriaOne.com if you want to find out more about the arts that are here at the Peoria First, the Foster Arts Gallery. Uh, Just go to PeoriaOne.com and you'll find there a link uh, to our arts page. So we'll hope you'll take a look at that. And again, we're always in need of volunteers. And so if you love the Lord and uh, have some kind of a liking for children, we could certainly (laughs) use you. So come on down. We'll appreciate it. May the Lord bless and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.